Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Mark and Heidi, the other Demilios. I'm Mark. And I'm Heidi. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Um, thanks for having me. No, were, I meant the Were listeners. you talking to me or no? Well, I'm happy to have you. Do you think you were confident that we have listeners? Well, like our moms. Listen. Oh, yeah. We probably have listeners. Our moms. Our kids don't listen. No, they definitely They've don't. they established that. We should just That's say. been confirmed. <laughs> what could we tell, say in here that, and then we'll ask the kids. You've asked them stuff already. And they, don't know anything. they don't know. So we just got back from a real um, fun, busy week. And I think what we, what we decided to do, instead of just kind of, we're going to say what happened, but then we're also going to talk about our feelings about what happened. Feelings. So like, for example, last week we would have just talked about the social tourist uh, fashion show we did. And that would have went detail by detail, but I think that's kind of boring. I think I want to get your perspective of the fashion show. So, well, let's explain about the fashion show. Yeah. Go. So we did a fashion show. I didn't do it. I did not nor, model, nor, nor did was I. I heavily involved in it, but I showed up. Nor did I. And um, so Dixie and Charlie's new clothing line in conjunction with Hollister is called Social Tourist. And the first drop dropped um, this month. And now we did a fashion show. I keep saying we, they did a fashion show for the um, volume two, which is going to come out, um, I believe, 616. So June 16th, it comes out. And it was pretty amazing. So what were your thoughts? So I walked in and I think I was just quiet because it was so massive. The runway, this set, it was beautiful. I had seen a picture of it and I was like, wow. And then to see it in person, it was even more massive than it came across in the photo. And it was so cool. I, I mean, it was just everything was thought of in the set. And it was just like... I don't know. Like I always look at a million things. Like it wasn't too busy. Like it was just perfect for the the situation and for the girls. And it's going to come off so beautifully. And I just was. I, I I don't know. Like it was just everything. The glam area. They had sections for all the friends that were in the show. Um, they each had their own little like. What do you call it? Like a lounge area but it was that part was outside and it was beautiful there was trees everywhere and it, it was just it was nice there was uh kids in the show that I had not met before and um some of their families were there so we got to get to know them which was very cool and you know just learning about everybody's stories and how they've grown on social media and and everything so it was really fun to do that and i just felt like that our like social media family growing whatever you know with, with something like that we haven't gotten to do a lot of that just because of covid but i love that feeling of the um one girl's parents that we met were so nice we all ate lunch together and just hung out all day because it was a long day but the kids had a blast and i just you know i love any parent wants to see their kids like having fun, but so proud of, you know, I don't even know if they, it really hits them sometimes that, you know, this, all these kids were wearing clothes that the girls had a heavy hand in designing and, and bring into life. So I, that was like a great moment to watch for me. How yeah. about you? I was totally impressed by everything. People often ask us why 
aside from just general Dixie and Charlie merch, why we didn't why we didn't do this ourselves. And I think the partner with someone like Hollister, who has the team, the infrastructure to do all this stuff, and they delivered because it was it was unbelievable. And I've been to a bunch of fashion shows, and it was and we didn't have the place packed because it was COVID. So it was, and even with that, even with there being not that many people there, it still had an incredible vibe to it and was, it was a lot of fun. It was a very proud moment of mine. I think too, to when it airs and you watch it, it's going to be, I mean, I think everyone has like a general idea of what fashion shows look like, but it was more than that. It was more than just, People walking on the runway. I'll just say that. And yeah. definitely check it out because it's going to be good. Cool. So Dixie went to Miami. I didn't talk with her about that, even though I was with her this weekend. Oh, yeah, I didn't talk about it? So Dixie goes to Miami. I am getting very little correspondence from her because she is in the studio almost the entire time. So I did what every good mother does is I text the people that I know that she's with her A&R person, Kate, our, the PR person, Kate. We have a lot of Kates on our team. So I'm like, how's it going? Send me pictures. Don't tell Dixie I asked. <laughs> I know she's not going to listen to this, so <laughs> she won't get mad at me. But I just, you know, you want to see that your kid is doing good. She was like just having a, an amazing time and felt very good about being in the studio and the progress that she made. And it's just super, super, it was a very productive trip for her. And um, I got some sneak peeks via the Kates, which was made me really happy. That's really cool. I get a little bit nervous when I know she would be in college right now, and I'm sure most parents that have kids in college are nervous and always worrying about what they're doing. But when she travels and she's that far away from us from when we were in California and she was in, in Miami, I just, as a dad, I just get, I get worried and not anything about her and how she handles the situation, just unforeseen circumstances and, and things that could happen. So... When? I'm surprised that you are that way because I feel like you are so comfortable with knowing that the girls can handle themselves and everything a little different now that they get recognized when they're out. So it, there's that extra layer of worry. But I mean, she was with her label. She was, you know, wasn't traveling alone. I, I, I was surprised to hear you so worried about her there. Not that I don't think you should be. I just... For you and the way and your personality, you're usually pretty more, a little more mellow in those situations. Yeah, I think there's things that probably other people would be more worried about. Like, I'm not worried about this journey so much and like how they handle it. And I think they have, we've given them the foundation that that stuff all works out fine. I'm just more concerned about like, you know, I'm not even concerned about like crime. I'm more concerned about just like natural disasters like a hurricane was gonna (laughs) run through the (laughs) no but i mean really why are you so i I don't i'm not the same kind of worried you are in this i think my i think growing up a lot of my friends around me had crazy things happen to them and and i think it you know car accidents things like that so i'm always i realize how fragile life is and that's why i appreciate it so much and that's why i probably worry so much 
And I love my kids, man. Well, obviously. But I feel like I've never, since we've had kids, seen you worry in this kind of way for them. Yeah. And I just, I'm like... I think they're just added stuff. They're just people coming out of the woodwork and you never yeah. know where what, what's what's happening. And it's not just you got to worry, oh, they're going to college and they're going to a, a, a fraternity party and mm -hmm. the normal stuff. It's like they're going to Miami and there's people around and, you know. So Are you concerned about like others' intentions? I'm, I'm also more concerned about Dixie having that thing that teenagers have when they think they're invincible and nothing's going to yeah. happen to me. And I think when you she become, that, for sure. when you get to be in your fifties, you find that you're not invincible. You're actually anything but invincible. <laughs> so that's where, and she did. And I, I was the same exact way. Well, like, that's what I was going to ask. <laughs> like, Mom, don't worry about it. I got this. You have no idea. I'm fine. What's going to happen. I'm, and yeah. you know, so she is very much that way. I got it. Yeah. I got it. She yeah. said, <laughs> So Charlie accompanied Chase to the iHeart Music Awards. But were you there? So because Charlie was the plus one, it was just her and uh, she could have her one rep. And so Greg went and then our friend Erica went uh, and then someone else from his team, another rep, went on his side. But I was there at the house during the day was long charlie got her extensions that morning she got her nails done and then the glam actually started with hair and makeup came and Maeve came to get you know help get her all dress all situated they actually had to sew her into her dress because there was something i don't know all i knew was Maeve was like when she gets home you're gonna have to cut her out of this dress and i was like okay so um anyway so that was that and it was it was you know, we had the music going. It was a fun day, and the and the team is fun, and the 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 glams, glam people are awesome and fun. So it was, she had a good time. Did she day. have other dress choices? Because that and and did it the heart thing come together because of iHeart? Is that where? Well, okay. So for the fitting, she had two dresses. It was down to, and she really did love them both. But out of the two of them, the heart that were on her dress definitely put it over the edge because she was going to the i heart music awards and um that was really cute so we have a stylist Maeve, who we met yes. out here and chase loves style mostly the time the kid does not need to be styled because no. he knows how to style himself but he does when but you for go a red carpet yeah when you go to Maeve's showroom she has all this clothes so talk about okay like so well see he has his own stylist but for this since they were going together everyone agreed like they should be kind of styled by the same person to help it look more co cohesive. And so he went and he uh, like, okay, well, just to paint a clearer picture, when Charlie and Dixie go to Maeve's who they love and Maeve has all these dresses or outfits or whatever it is for the occasion. And they'll usually go with one, the first one or two they try on just because they're like, they don't love like spending a long time trying outfits on like they love wearing them they love when it's all like the day they wear it but the process like they'd rather be doing other things like it's not their favorite and if they could just say 
I I pick that one and never even have to try it on. They would they would do that as would I. So Chase, who loves fashion and loves the whole process, he was like, "Can I try on that?" And then that, and then he tried on so many outfits just for fun. Like he only needed one, but he just had so much fun. And he was like, "Oh, I can imagine myself wearing this to a to a that or like." singing on stage, wearing this, and wouldn't this be cool? And he was posing for pictures for me just so he could have the looks in his, you know, on his phone or whatever. It was, it was fun. Then he leaves. Charlie is now totally inspired. And now she wants to try on a bunch of things. So Maeve was in heaven. She was like, I am so happy right now. She was so excited that Charlie wanted to try on. So she tried on, because what happens is they'll get like a dress for an event you know, we've had red carpets lately, so that's new and different. And then, like, if she goes out to dinner after or whatever, she doesn't have anything. So she put a, did a few outfits for that, too, just like cute little casual dresses and stuff. So but that was a fun process. And the whole look came together so nicely. And that was his first red carpet. So he was super excited oh. and he was nominated. And he was actually he and Dixie were in the same category. And uh, that was his first nomination. So he was super excited. Olivia Rodrigo ended up winning. Congratulations to her and everybody in that category. Um, They were all up for Social Star Award. But um, they had a great time. They met Elton John. Hello. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's my favorite. met Elton John. I know. I don't even know. He is my favorite. I don't know if Charlie remembers. I went to an Elton John concert like days before she was born. So she literally has been to a Elton John concert <laughs> via my uterus. <laughs> wow. So um, that was a fun night. So I wasn't in California. I was in Connecticut. Dixie was in Miami. And I flew back to Connecticut. Um, I haven't been back in since we moved, right? So over six months. Yeah. Right? Has wow. it been that long? No. More than that. Really? It was before November. Wow. Yeah. So I flew back to Connecticut because Dixie was um, supposed to go to a graduation party. Mm-hmm. And with another thing you went back for because you were nervous. Yeah. For being there. Well, I don't like being 3,000 miles away from my kids. So, <laughs> and we split, we divided and conquered. We did. So you I hung out with go. Charlie. Charlie had a big photo shoot uh, on the Sunday and you went to Connecticut. So, how was that being home? It was really fun. It was, um, I don't know. I guess I'm looking for extremes in my, in how I feel about it. Like you're like, Oh my God, I miss it so much. Mm -hmm. Or I don't need that place. And I'm coming to terms with like, that's my home. That's where I grew up. Those are the people I grew up with and I love them, but I also love California and we can do both. We could go back and forth and, and enjoy it. But it was the, the strange part was, not having our house as home base, we Dixie, uh, Noah, and I stayed at a hotel, and that was kind of weird. Just being in your hometown, almost being a visitor in, in where you lived for yeah. f- over forty years of your life, thirty something years of your your total life. So that was tough. And then the other part is it rained. So normally Memorial Day weekend, there's all kinds of really cool festivities happening did they have the parade they, i did they, or did I th- it get canceled i think they did i didn't see it mm. um we used to go to that every year and it might not even happen because of covid still so, oh right 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 but there were all kinds of wait i think 
I think they were planning on having it because someone messaged me and thought that we were going (laughs) to be like in it. (laughs) No, they didn't didn't ask us to be in it. I was in it once. Remember when I drove with the, The, because I had a convertible and they asked me to drive. Oh, yeah, you drove a veteran. Some veterans. And then prior to that, so what they, the Memorial Day parade in uh, Norwalk, Connecticut is um, a lot of, sports teams and like so when the girls were on soccer charlie's dance studio used to do it and they would dance in the parade and just all local and then they'd have you know veterans and it was it was really really nice and that was something we would do every year so dixie's been to arizona with noah so this was his first time coming into the East Coast. And what do you think his biggest, like, what he was like, oh, my God, this is wild. Uh, well, I'm going to, I think I already know how green it was. Yes. Yeah. Is that and you didn't, I, you don't realize how green it is in Connecticut. Like, especially summertime, winter, mm-hmm. it's it's not. But just driving around and looking. It's so like, lush. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was just, that's so it was that's wild. That's funny for, like, a 20-year-old to, like, notice that. That's funny. Yeah, but it's, it was, so it was, it was strange. That's, that's how of a big, how much of a big deal it is for a 20-year-old to re- notice that, I think. Don't yeah. you think? It was, it was, it was strange, but really cool. I mean, it was great. I just got to see a lot of my friends. I brought a bunch of guys up to Mohegan Sun. We did a weekend there. I saw my buddy Rick O'Neill, who was had uh, anybody seen on on Instagram or, or Facebook? He's had some bad health issues, and I went to his house and got to see my mom. My mom just had knee surgery, so there was all I was running around a lot, but it was raining. And then the last day, Monday, Noah's family was in town, and they went into New York City. So, and Dixie's been into New York City a bunch of times. So she. They drove into New York City, and I stayed in Connecticut, and they apparently had a blast and rode the subway. And I was, and so funny. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I was yeah, really was worried a- about her being there. I don't, I, I don't know if I said that. You did. You mentioned to me, I don't know, about her going. Yeah, she said there were a lot of people coming up to them, which was fun. But they had fun. And that was uh, Noah's first time in New York City. Yeah. He had a lot of firsts. So I think what's interesting about what I'm coming to grips with is that although we, we had to sell our house because while I was sitting in California and we were getting, we were getting swatted and the cops were getting called and we're getting pizzas delivered every day. And, and, um, and I would just see the doorbell ring all day and people be rolling up at our house. So it was just like our empty house and our empty house in Connecticut. And there was still, we had a lot of stuff there that we wanted to, that I was concerned. So we ended up moving everything out and we, and we sold it. So, Part of me over the last couple of months was wondering whether I regret that or not. And ultimately, we can always not necessarily move back to that house, but we can always get a house in Connecticut or New York or whatever and be on the East Coast. But I found what quickly became apparent to me is that why we're so comfortable in California isn't because the house is new. We've never lived there before. We've never lived here before, but we brought all of our stuff. We brought us, so when you're you just the same four people, just in a different kitchen, mm-hmm. and so it's family. And then the really cool part about it were were bringing the dogs over because that kind of makes 
wherever you live. And I just think it's, it's kind sounds kind of cliche, but I think home is where your family is. And we're, and so that's why I think we've, I think if Charlie just came or Dixie just came to California and we came out to visit, we would just be visitors in, in California. But mm-hmm. the fact that we all live here and the dogs have played such an incredible role in building our and creating our family unit, it's been awesome. And I would have never, I didn't have a dog growing up. You did. And talk about like how dogs have affected you so, and our family. To both of those points. So I moved away from my hometown where I grew up in Lafayette, Louisiana when I was 25. So, um, and I, you know, the girls grew up going there, you know, all the time. And so I don't know. I, and then living in Connecticut for 20 or in the Northeast for 20, 23 years, 24 years. Um, I, I love the Northeast, but Louisiana is always my home and forever will be. So um, when I go back, you know, I was thinking about you because I, I, that's another thing. Like I, I, we've had the conversations about how you feel about going back to visit or missing it or should we have kept our house and, and those kind of things. I don't have those same feelings, maybe because I when I moved, I was 25. I didn't own a home. But I mean, because when I go back, it's home, it's family, like my whole family's there. And that's, it's just such a great feeling to be there. And I miss it when I leave and that kind of thing. So I grew up with dogs. And yes, very much so that makes that to me makes such a part of your family. I mean, we had a lot of animals. We had rabbits and cats. And I had a dog. I didn't move away from home. When I had a dog, I got in the fifth grade. And I think she was maybe, I was maybe 22 when she passed. And then I didn't move till I was 25. I couldn't have left her. But I couldn't have taken her because I wasn't I was living in an apartment with my my friends and I, I just couldn't have taken a dog to New York City. I didn't even know what I was doing. Much yeah. less. So I, I anyway, it just so happened I moved after she passed. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Dogs, all my memories growing up have dogs in them. And now we've had dogs. So let's see. For the last probably 15 years, maybe 16 years, we've had dogs because we had a fifth, uh, Mickey, who passed. And it's just, they're just such, like, you don't realize there's been times where we had to uh, board them because we were going away. And so there would be like a day we didn't have them in the house. It's extremely quiet. It's not as fun. There's a, a little a little bit more work with the dogs there, but it's just like, I don't know, it just rounds out our family so nicely and the different personality. <laughs> I couldn't imagine living without dogs. Like I got back yesterday. Oh, um, they went nuts. Dixie, when they Noah, saw and I flew back yesterday and they just jumped all over me and they're so excited. And it's just, it's, and I was allergic growing up, so I couldn't have dogs. And I guess mm-hmm. I just outgrew it or whatever. But it, I could not imagine our house without those dogs. So even if, back to what we were talking about earlier, when I did go back to Connecticut, I went once back when we started moving stuff out of the house without mm. you or anyone. And not only did I miss you guys terribly, like 
I was like, Heidi, Dixie, Charlie. It's like, <laughs> it was so strange not opening up the sliding glass door the in the back to let the dogs in and out. And it's just, we're definitely a family of four with four more. So we're really a family of eight right now. Yeah. And, and you, so when I, when you got home, I was in my closet. I was doing like tidying up or whatever. And of course the dogs were with me. So they didn't hear you come in. All of a sudden you appear like right outside my closet and they lost their minds. They were so cute. Callie couldn't get on you enough, but all of them, all, even Belle who tends to be a loner, <laughs> they were so happy you were back. So I think they feel that too. Like you, a part of their pack wasn't there. And then when you got back, they were so excited. It was cute. Yeah. And I thought we, we created, we felt because the fact that we all have social, social media, and I was like, well, the dog should have their own <laughs> their own channel. And now well, even um, Jim has a... Yes, Scout, at, Adventures of Scout and Jim. Adventures of Scout and, and Jim. And Demilio huh? Dog Pack. The Demilio we'll Dog them. Pack is our... The dog social. Instagram and TikTok. Um, TikTok. So while you were in Connecticut, Charlie and I were here and the dogs. And let me tell you, there was... All of a sudden, I don't know if it was because you weren't in the house. Belle, she stole a box of earrings. I had, I was organizing in my closet. So I had things on the floor because I was moving things. Literally picked up the box of earrings, looks at me dead in the face and didn't run away with them. Slowly walked, which is more of a slap in the face, in my opinion. Yeah. And she would like look back at me like, oh yeah, here I go. So I just followed her to see. She was so naughty all weekend. She took a, a bag of, a, a roll of poop bags, you know, that you take on a dog on a walk, unrolled the whole thing, played in it, rolling around in it. I, I, she was sitting on the fireplace at one point. I have no idea. All of a sudden, she's acting like a completely different dog. She just turned eight, and now she's like. And I think what people nutty. who don't have dogs or don't understand anything about dogs is like dogs have very distinct, <laughs> separate personalities. So Belle has her own personality and she, yes. and they all, how, how would you describe all, all okay. four? So Belle is the oldest. She's eight. Uh, she's a loner. She doesn't like to snuggle. She doesn't like to be held. She's small. She's a Havanese. She doesn't play with toys. She's, she's like, like a cat. She's a little bit like a cat. Like she'll sit in the corner to watch what's happening in the room. You'll call her. She'll go the other way. Like slowly walk away. Like don't, don't get me involved is basically yeah. her motto. But lately she's about wanting to get in the mix. She played with toys over the weekend. I have no idea what's happening. Okay. Then next is rebel. She's our chocolate lab. She's seven. She always acts like she hasn't been fed in a week. Yes. Um, I hear it's a lab thing. I don't know. She's a curvy girl. We love her. She, everyone says, why is she staring into my soul? She, locks eyes with you sits right in your right in your space right in front of you and locks eyes and i swear she's about to talk all the time like that's how close she is she's just like gazing yeah. into your soul um such a snuggler and like just doesn't know about personal space yeah she gets two in your face yeah. she'll, she'll go nose to nose you'll yeah. see videos Charlie has a love for Rebel and Rebel yeah, stays bonded. in her room a lot. Mm -hmm. And you'll always see Charlie post pictures of Rebel's faces. <laughs> nose to nose. Nose to nose.
Next up, we have two four-year-old dogs, Callie and Cody. Callie is a golden retriever. I grew up with golden retrievers. There were many times we've had we'd have eight or nine at a time, and love golden retrievers temperament Callie everybody loves everybody loves all the dogs for different reasons everybody loves Callie because she will go up to you she always has a ball in her mouth and she will go up to you and does this whole dramatic head swirl thing and then rolls on her back and she's totally still like like a statue and she I think she was like some belly rubs, but like if you don't give them, she'll just stay there anyway. And f- she's always on her back. And she Very, loves balls. And she loves balls. That's all she does. She tries to fit multiple in her mouth. And she's just a, the sweetest. Like she just wants to like, you You feel like the love from her. Like she's just super sweet. Then there's Cody. Also four. He's a cockapoo. And Oh, this is what I say about Cody. And those of you who know, if you know, you know, bless his heart. He is so sweet and he's a baby. He is a brat and a baby. He's needy and needs attention. He, if he's not touching one of the four of us, he has to go. The other dogs are laying down. He goes, touch them, like sit and touch them. They have to be touching him at all times. He doesn't like to be alone. He doesn't like if I... I'm sitting down and I move a limb. He like hops up. Like, where are we going? He's nervous. I don't know. And like, like I wish sometimes <laughs> he would under he would understand me because I'm like, dude, you're here for the long haul. Where are you not you're, going? You're anymore. part of the family. You're you're not just visiting. You don't have to worry anymore. You're good. But I, will he calm down at some point? Do you think? I mean, he's four. He hasn't calmed down yet. Like he's not hyper. He will definitely be laying down, but he has to be laying down on us. Like he's on my shoulders, on my arm. If I'm I'm like doing something, if I'm on my phone, he will swat at my hand so I could touch him. He needs me touching him. Like also, I will say I allow that behavior. That's why it continues to happen. But it kind of like I don't have babies anymore, so it's kind of makes me feel like yeah. He doesn't he know me. how to just like get. <laughs> every time he gets close to me, he always licks my face. Oh, he's so I'm a like, chronic licker. Just, just hang out and let's just watch TV together. And, and you think he's gonna stop, but he doesn't. Yeah, he just you keeps going, and he doesn't. He doesn't get it. So I think the the takeaway from this whole thing is is that you know family is is the most important thing. Like you could, you could live in a house for a long time or you could live in a place for a long time, but home is where your heart is and that's where your family is. So I think that's why we've been able to be so comfortable in California is because we're all, we're all here. People, family, dogs, we've had a lot of friends and family come Mm -hmm. visit us. So I think too, going back to the dog thing, like it's hard. Not everybody can take on that responsibility. Um, but we have also fostered dogs, which I thought would be like, just break my heart to give them back. But it's just such a good feeling. Like even if for a week, you know, or until they, so they get adopted or whatever, it's so, it's like, you feel it like they're how thankful they are. So even doing something like that. I don't, I don't even want to see those things because I know that any dog that's in need, I would. We're gonna say okay. I, I would adopt them. So I think we just need at some point to get a big piece of land and. and <laughs> well, just... when we've fostered before, they did make a good point. Like if you keep adopting and keeping the dogs, 
you then can't. you can't foster yeah. anymore. And I think the fostering is important, important piece to the whole puzzle. But I think when we try it, when we've introduced dogs to the pack, there is a pack hierarchy, right? Mm-hmm. Which you know more about than I do. I mean, so when we fostered Jim and we brought him in, we had all the other dogs outside, but they could see in through the glass that he was there and they were kind of losing their minds. So I held him and I let them smell him and um, then you know they're running around they're getting toys they're excited he's excited he's a puppy so I let him down and the first thing that happened was Belle started humping him Uh, Belle is our smallest of all of our dogs and you know she's just trying to let him know that she is in charge which I do believe she's the pack leader she's deceptively the pack leader because you wouldn't think when you look at her and the way she acts but she is mm. and um just a lot of sniffing and they kind of it it was pretty easy yeah and, we had the little puppies that we fostered rebel kept lifting her yeah she her lip her. up like she was Elvis Presley which yeah. I thought she was gonna like put him in their place yeah they definitely made Jim know really because he's young and he's floppy and he's got these long legs and he's trying to play and they're like, wait a minute, this is how this is going to work. I will tell you, this dog learned so fast. Whenever you have multiples and you bring a new dog in, they watch and they pay attention. And he knew within like a couple days, he knew the feeding process, how it went, where you go. You, he was last to get fed because that is how it works. Like he is not on the top of the food chain. He is at the bottom. So he eats last and they just like, he, you know, he would sit and wait his turn and it, they learn really quickly. So that was cool. Yeah. Home is wherever your people and your animals are. And, and I don't like doing things away from our family. People think that like. I would be, oh man, I went and I got away from my wife. You know, I oh just never meant to. It felt that. like you were gone forever. I'm like, oh my God, how many more days? I would, uh, and it's not, we were just hanging. I mean, Charlie had that one long photo shoot day, but otherwise we're just hanging at home. I don't think I went anywhere really. Yeah. And um, I organized my closet, but I, I just like really missed you guys. I, I was texting Dixie. I had, cause she was in Miami before that. And I'm like, I just miss you so much. Yeah. We're not good at being separate. And I didn't get to hang out with Dixie that much because I did my own thing. She did her own thing. And but then yesterday we drove by our old house and we drove by just where we used to live. And did and, it feel weird? Yeah. Not I, going in the driveway. Yeah. No, I went in. I just walked in the house. I was like, hey. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, who are you? I'm like, oh, we used to own the house before you guys. No. Yeah, I don't think you could do that. So anyway, well, that's it for this episode of Mark and Heidi, the other D'Amelios. You can follow me on all my socials at Heidi D'Amelio. And I am at Mark D'Amelio. Did- and if you want to follow our dogs at D'Amelio Dog Pack on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. Did you have fun? Today? Yeah. I had a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I love talking about, I love talking. I missed you. So this was fun. I, yeah, like, me too. We, we kind of like jumped right back into work today. So we, I'm glad we have this time to kind of catch up. Yeah, I missed you too. Let's not get too sappy though. The listeners don't want to hear that. <laughs> okay. Bye everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. Mark and Heidi, the other D'Amelios comes to you from Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. You can listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.